2: All right.
1: <laughs> Good.
2: That's what I was going for. We're back. It's that time. Jay's talking now. It's a sour hour on the Brewing Network. I'm your host, Jay, with the Brewing Network Studios in downtown
3: Concord. Here with Bevo, who's somewhere, and Scott. Hey, Scott. Hey, I'm surprised you didn't want to do that thing with your crew where you're like um, like your teacher from elementary school where you're talking with your friend and they were like, I'll wait. And you're like, okay, no, you keep, talking. keep talking. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: That's not, that not work. Tonight's guest, the rare barrel. Arrow. Oh,
1: oh. good night.
2: Good night. No, not you, Trey. Let's put another shrimp on the bobby. Just trying to see the secret. Uh, you know, no, know
3: no, 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 no.
2: No idea what's going on. Uh, you can call us or not. Probably not, right? Well, you can. I mean, yeah, you can call eight 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 four one beer. Only podcast listeners are listening to this at this point. Yeah, join us in the chat. Any people in the chat today?
3: If there are, there's One, a, there's two, a, um, I don't no, have Bevo's a moderator to ask that question.
2: <laughs> We're killing it. Uh, email us. We will get emails in response true. to them. We've very been pretty true. good at it lately, yes. actually. Scott at thebrewingnetwork.com, Jay at the com. Watch us, but not right now. Thebrewingnetwork.com slash TV. Listen live. The Brewing Network app search BN mobile. We can cancel this music. It's like way too long. Really bothers me, but (laughs) Scott knows that. Uh, subscribe and listen and leave feedback on the podcast app or iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you do it. Do we have some uh reviews, Scott?
4: Review
3: Review of the the week. week. (laughs) <laughs> iTunes hasn't updated the reviews yet, really? but I we, I don't remember We it. did have we did have a review left, but it just hasn't come up yet. It just takes iTunes a second. Um, it's from inside um, the is house. It's from yeah, the,
5: <laughs> the, what the, what the review, review comes, is coming from, inside from. Inside inner circle. Wait, it's in the
2: house? <laughs> Do you remember the Bud Ice commercial with the penguin in the house? <laughs> Bud Ice mid 1990s.
1: Budweiser sponsor is kind of zodiac ass. There we go. Hello?
3: How's your bad (laughs) eyes?
0: Doobie, doobie, doobie. Okay, police are tracing the call.
3: The police are tracing the call. Hello? This is the police.
0: Those calls are coming from inside the house. Repeat, those calls are coming from
3: inside the house. How do you remember this?
1: (laughs) Drink (laughs) bad (laughs) eyes.
3: So they, they, so they, I, should, they, now you know how I remember we it. Should, yeah, we yeah, should know. definitely
1: now get on this
2: marketing campaign.
3: What happened that was like the old dilly dilly. The yeah. camera right went upstairs dilly dilly. to like the uh, the attic where the penguin was on the phone, and yeah. he's like, "I'm just I'm here drinking butter. Sorry, was-
2: I'm just drinking a beer."
1: <laughs> 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 they started with a pit bull. Did the you peng- get that review?
3: Oh yeah, so can we can we read the review in real time yeah. since iTunes oh, yes. hasn't oh, updated yet? It yeah, yes. Dude, yeah go it. ahead. Oh, so it's Trey? lost forever. Oh,
1: you want? Me
4: yeah, to. Yeah. yeah, yours.
3: Yeah. Okay, yeah. I know you hit submit. It just well, hasn't have, come up yet. Let's have Scott
2: read it because he's oh, the one. So
4: he the other side it's like Yeah. <laughs>
1: let's just, yeah,
0: run the commercial again. I'll let's let's it. run it again. That was pretty yeah.
1: good. How's your bad ice? Uh, <laughs> how's your bad <butt laughs> ice? It's
3: okay. The police are tracing the call. Is this supposed to make you want it's to drink okay.
1: bad ice? Police are tracing the call. Hello. Police. Those calls are
6: coming from inside the house. Those calls are coming from
1: inside the house. Drink but ice, but uh, beware of the penguins. This is super weird. Like, where do the penguins come in? Penguins like ice. How many uh, times have you been at the so bar? It's not showing on my <laughs> review either.
3: But I, but <laughs> it's, it, it's irretrievable.
1: So, for the record, I, we can pause I do it at this,
7: but next. People listening live are hearing all yeah, yes,
1: this. Right, so yes. this is amazing. So sorry. I, I do want right, Goodbye so Horses on. as the next. Okay. Alright, so. It was my choice, too. Oh. my hand. West.
7: Still great. You can't fire me if I quit.
1: I'm a simple man. Oh i
2: got
4: to put a drink in
2: my hand.
5: I'm going to go get a drink. <laughs> so th- this Wait, was... sing that song with an Australian accent. <laughs> this, no, no. this was
3: the rejoiner selection.
1: That was not my rejoiner.
3: <laughs> Welcome back to the Sour Hour. I just want to put a drink in my hand.
1: Eric <laughs> Church is not Australian, but I love that. <laughs> Keith Urban is half now. Yeah, Keith, Keith Urban is not a country music artist. Uh, yeah, Whoa. I said that on Take the Podwaves. Take it back. No, I will not.
3: So right. should how, I much, how much yeah.
2: sour beer content have we done here? in the
3: so, so, so far, hour. none. <laughs> Very little. Uh, I can, re- like, can. Should I pay off this, uh, or do you want to finish your, your announcements, and you te- then I'll, I'll you pay teased? off the whatever? You, no. you
1: teased the question.
3: Yeah, well, yes, I did. It was oh, th- an yeah, email right. from Joel Robinson <laughs> um, from Australia. <laughs> pay off the you know Jay's going to be heading to the Australian National Homebrewers Conference. I basically and, live there now. So I want to get to the rest of uh, Joel's email. He insists that I do this in an Australian accent right out, cobbler. That'll do you now. Don't want your ticker carting it off from excitement. Now, back to talking about all things that concern sours. Well, actually, not all things sour. <laughs> Just one particular type of sour I reckon you need to wrap your mitts around and get into your gob, and that's sour maids.
1: Oh, about- <laughs> hard-hitting question. It's Very literally well
3: capturing a glass of full of the sweetest nectar scooped off the top of a healthy ecosystem the country can offer. Okay. Anyway, Joel wants us to wine, do sour mead, man. Wine. He really, he really wants us to do a sour mead show. Joel does. Okay. Uh, I mean, we did kombucha. That was.
2: A- yeah. Wait. Didn't it, wait. No. I think I read this. Doesn't go on to say like. I don't make sour meat yet.
3: <laughs> Wait, no, oy, I mean, don't make sour oy, meat. The, the last t- he's That's from, not a sour maid. It's Hunter and the Harp this Meadery. <laughs> last time I looked up Hunter and the Harp Meadery, I couldn't find anything on it. So let's let's see if anything's changed. This is a sour maid. <laughs> Thank you, Trey. For everything Just, you do. Okay.
1: Edit the last five
3: minutes. <laughs> hunterandtheharp.com.au. Hunter in oh. the harp. There it is. There it is. Beautiful website. that is a beautiful website. You got that
1: way better stuff. than ours. There's a beautiful <laughs> mango in the background as well. Is that a dragon fruit? All right. Mm-hmm. This is a podcast. So,
3: <laughs> well, Joel, I, I know. Well, listen, dude, we're down for a sour meat show, man. So yep. let's. Uh, I'll, I'll email you when we're done with the show here, and maybe we can arrange for us, you, you to send some of your sour meats to us, and we'll do a sour meat show. That question on the
2: sour hour again. Okay. Brought to you by Dr. Lambic and his team at sourbeerblog.com. That's not an invitation to keep going, Trey. <laughs> Check out the articles on Sour Beer Blog for a great written resource devoted to teaching you how to brew and blend sour beer at home. And now, the Sour Beer Blog crew is opening up a new brewery and taproom in Central PA. That's Pennsylvania. Study <laughs> the abrevs. Check it out. Mellow Mink Brewing, mellowmink.com. Break.
3: We should probably do a question. More information. Jeez. <laughs>
2: Jeez. We've talked about it so much. Tease it. You want to do a read? Yeah. Sure. Coming back. Yeah. yeah. No, we're sure.
3: not. We're doing we're doing a question. We gotta do a question. No teasing. No, tees. we're doing back. a question. Oh, doing a full- this is from Damien Jones. Damien writes, gentlemen, I have some beers that are very sour, zero IBU fermented with rare barrel dregs. They taste delicious, <laughs> but they are too sour for my preference. Can you talk a little about blending a very sour beer with a clean beer to achieve long-term balance? I'm curious as to how to blend with a clean beer in such a way that the sour bugs wouldn't eventually convert the clean beer to sour, negating the efforts to reduce the acidity. I tried something similar with a Brett Saison, but when I added the clean beer, which we had finished at 10.04, it kicked off another fermentation, which made me think the same thing would happen with sour beers. I'm sure you've covered this in the past, but in the interest of laziness, can you please just talk about it again?
2: Yeah, welcome to uh, 2015. <laughs> yeah. what, what happened was our sour stock got a little too sour for us, and then we essentially got to a point where we had... Some beer that was high in acidity, where I would characterize it as not not non-acetic. There's no ethyl acetate to it, but very, very high amounts of uh, lactic acid. And we sent it out for testing, and that's what it reflected. So we could have brewed clean beer to blend with the sour beer. But essentially, at the point we were at, it would have taken about, three to five times as much clean beer to balance out the acid beer to make it what we considered drinkable or you know, pleasant. At one point we just dumped a whole bunch of beer which had no off flavors except for being too lactically sour, in my opinion. That's just one tidbit from the rare barrel side of things. Uh what you should do, man. First off, how sour is it? Is it talking about like for your taste. I know it's too sour, but I would say don't throw good beer after bad. And and I know you didn't make a bad beer, but out of balance is like it's almost an off flavor in itself, you know. It doesn't mean you did anything wrong, but maybe no, maybe it does. But it's just like you didn't infect your beer or, you know, mishandle the fermentation drastically, but, you know, that can be an off flavor. So and this is what we talk about a lot on this show, bringing a beer that you're not proud of back to life.
3: Let's say three times out of four, it's just not worth it. Move on. These is not even like the fourth time is you're like, well, I guess it doesn't suck. Like, in other words, like it's kind of almost four out of four. There are certain you know? things
2: it's like, you know, maybe if you have a little sulfur in your beer or if it's too sweet or things that like. Blending and additional fermentation can help, but there's like a whole host of other things that you're just—it's just not going to get better. I don't know. Let's go around the horn and see what do you guys think, Tim?
7: Yeah, I um, if you were going to blend this into a different stock, I'd make sure that the stock had a high IBU rate so the bacteria can't chew through it as easily. And I would probably keep your dextrin count low as so as not to give the bacteria something to chew over time. uh, Also, make sure that the yeast strain that you pick is highly attenuative so you don't have a lot of residual sugar. That would be my recommendation. So high BU rate, attenuative yeast, and low dextrin. If anybody disagrees with me, I'd love to hear that.
2: All right. I'll go first. No. (laughs) No, no. no, I I agree with that.
6: Anybody else? I mean, uh, when we do this kind of stuff at the Rare Barrel where we're blending... More acidic stock to make a particular base blend the main concern we have is essentially the same thing that this guy's talking about is there's a lot of fermentable sugars left behind in the non acidic portion so essentially you're looking for stability across the board before you do bet- blends like this um, but that's kind of the hardest thing to gauge especially on a homebrew level you're talking about gravity stability yeah more gravity than the flavor. yeah so um I'd say do your best to pick stuff that's as dry as possible so that if you do get even a little bit of refermentation, it's not going to kick off anything weird? That's an answer from Tommy Kim, ladies and gentlemen.
2: Wow, yeah. He's here. Yeah. Yeah. He here.
5: Great, great one, I... Well, uh, Alright,
2: uh,
4: you can yeah. leave, Tommy. Alright. Well, Unless <laughs> yeah, you talked. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with, with Tommy. Uh, I would definitely make sure both beers are stable before blending. Uh, as long as everything is tasting good, in your opinion... And if something's a little too sour, I would go, like, we'll go with a, a, an example here. Uh, your beer that's too sour will take, like, 15 to 25% of it and blend it back to the entire batch of uh, a clean beer that you find that is not sour at all. So I'd take, let's say, a five-gallon batch and blend anywhere from three-quarters of a gallon to a gallon to a gallon and a quarter of that sour beer and you can just do three quarters of a gallon to begin with, see how it tastes. Maybe then go another quarter of a gallon to half a gallon to that final blend and taste it again and see if you get the acidity that you want to that uh, non clean beer or, sorry, that non sour beer.
5: Yeah, if it were me, eh, I'd just <laughs> take a peach reading. Yeah, <laughs> i check that shit out and I'd, I'd say, yeah, that's I was. As fuck and it. it Righto. Hey, dude, quite nice with the, with the non-sour, eh?
2: In the studio here, Rob is laughing yeah. at his own impression.
1: <laughs> true, 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 true. And I can back it up. He is the only one.
2: We are only laughing at him laughing, him laughing at his own impression.
3: Nice. Do you see what you've done, Joel? Thanks a lot, buddy. Nice. All
4: right,
2: let's take a break. A... Yeah, let's do oh, it. Yeah. We'll be right back. Uh...
5: Of the Sour Hour on Why the brewing,
4: brewing Network. I, love love I met a strange lady, and she made me nervous. She took me in.
1: Veggie made sandwich.
4: Huge
5: <laughs> 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 house favorite from the Red Barrel.
2: This is the worst rare barrel episode ever. (laughs) I don't know. There's some bad (laughs) ones. All right, we're back. Make sure to listen to other great BN shows. Yeah, be sure to do that. Brew Strong, Dr. Homebrew, Brewing with Style, The Session. Shine Runner, Del Heads Cerveza, and Tails. Uh, the
3: Brewing Network, Heads and Tails, yes. The, yep. uh, the Spirit Show. All good. Go to thebrewingnetwork.com. There are tons of shows that we will, uh, uh, I don't know, do some yep.
2: And our other great sponsor, Oregon Fruit Products, a to Purees. Easy to use, convenience store. No additives, nor artificial flavors. Simply great expression of the raw fruit. They love working with brewers to help us innovate. Check them out. Fruit for Brewing. Oregon Fruit. They bring fruit to life.
1: Doobie,
2: doobie, doobie. it's funny like these say if we're not saying answering like sour beer questions dispensing sour beer information mm-hmm, mm-hmm. these guys will just run them up yes Did somebody so, yeah, say maybe it. <laughs> <laughs> it rob it's rob 20
1: somewhere oh uh, 419 folks all right hey, that's
2: one a minute one. off I just have to keep saying that Rob like can barely get through his impression without <laughs> laughing at his own impression. He thinks it's so funny. Yeah, I have to
3: say, during the break, Jay described He's to me it. that uh, Rob is... This is a
2: men's room moment. Yeah, it's a, men- right. a men's room <laughs> moment
3: where uh, Jay... Hashtag is that segment? is that J- segment? Jay observed Rob at the urinal, and he was like chuckling No, no, no wait. Hold <laughs> on.
4: Hold on.
1: No, he no, That is not it. I did yeah. not Leave observe at him that.
2: at the Leave urinal. It at
3: that. that. Said
2: leering, I, I so was. I was. You at, order
1: a Rob pizza? was waiting,
2: uh-huh. and then I turned oh, around, I and Rob was, was there still laughing from the last segment <laughs> at his That's Australian his accent, <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> just
2: living his best life, you know.
3: Indeed, all right. Well, let's get back to the content. The beer, Wait, guy. can we? Can we uh, but
2: I have a request uh-huh. for a question. Yeah, there's a couple of things, or at least comments, on Instagram. Mm-hmm. That directly referenced Tommy, so let's get to indeed. Um, so Tommy, get on the mic.
3: The beer guy, N.J. Logan's Logan. Says, Logan. <laughs> That's Logan. Oh, it's Logan. Former hey, Logan. Guest, um, Logan says, um, "Can Tommy please explain how he gets so buff?
6: His eating <laughs> and
3: workout routine,
6: please." <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of carbs and a lot of beer. Yeah, actually, <laughs>
3: Tommy is currently beer. holding a piece of flatbread. Don't touch me with those. And, he has, <laughs> <laughs> and he has a beer in front of him. No. So tons of carbs and yeah, Netflix. More carbs. I like. He says
2: carbs and beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Beer, is totally
5: beer, beer is down. not a carb. Beer is not a carb. What about Nickelodeon Life? <laughs>
2: Bourbon in there, yeah. Ultras are the superior light beer. So what is the workout routine? He's got. Sorry, I have a mouthful of (laughs) carbs.
6: That's not a bit. He's actually got. He does. He definitely does. Um, There was veggies on that carb. A shit ton of barrel movement, which Tim is fucking killing lately. Thank you, Tim. Um, (laughs) Thank you, you, Tim. That is generally where the uh, the workout is Mm -hmm. occurring. Lifting barrels. Yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, pushing two tons of barrels around isn't the easiest. Great for the lower back. Yeah, now uh, you're running out of steam there, Rob.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's coasting to a stop. (laughs) No.
2: It's more like Titanic.
3: Uh, Oh, yeah. All right, continue. Here's an email from Kevin Endress. Kevin asks... Uh, he said, "You hello. slipped into it right there, a little Andres, bit." Kevin, asked Andress. like,
2: That was a slight
3: Australian accent.
2: Hello, I, I'm going to be murdered in
3: Australia. <laughs> they not probably know. have some other word for it down there. It's not murdered. It's like you're going to get hobnobbed or something oh, like that. Oh, don't think that that's British. getting murdered. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so, all Trey, right.
2: that was there was enough <laughs> no, nuance there. Wasn't. There, that there was, was enough nuance. That was, that, that was fine. That was fine. <laughs> Was that funny? Yeah. That was good.
1: It wasn't funny, oh, but it was yeah, funny. I didn't get yeah. a J rip on that one. No, you're you're oh, back. Wow. The Ooh. rest, the, the rest <laughs> don't get encouraged. Ooh. The rest of them were terrible. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so you think I'm in? I'm in my, my moment right now. Not anymore. Not anymore. Uh, oh, I ruined it. Passed, it. Yeah. And I ruined it.
3: <laughs> All right. Here, Kevin is going to rescue us. Kevin asks. Uh, he he said, uh, "Hello. I brewed a five. I brewed a basic sour five gallon batch. <laughs> hello." I used lactic acid to bring pH to four point six. I use lacto and acid malt, and I got the pH to three point two. And then a sixty-minute boil. The original gravity
2: Sorry, was I ten. Can you? Rewind 30 seconds. They got distracted by it. He used lactic acid and then he used lacto and acid malt. That just distracted me. That's used, what it says. He so back. he used, la- I
1: used lacto and he acidified with like
2: I understand, it. but it just I'm was.
1: Gonna,
3: I'm going to read exactly as he yes. wrote it. I used lactic acid to bring pH to 4.6, mm-hmm. used lacto and acid malt, got pH to 3.2. Cool. Then uh, an hour boil. OG was 1026, primary fermentation with 1056. I fermented to a final gravity of 000. I racked on to five pounds of fresh strawberries that I had washed and froze. It's been about eight days now, and the blow-off tube is starting to have a little activity. Would I be good to keg this, or should I wait until this little activity is done, or has something gone wrong?
2: I mean, you can keg it any time you want. As these guys know, we're at the Rare Barrel. We're obsessed with st- stability, or at least I s- set things up that way. Other breweries are not working like we are to get crazy stability. Um, so, you know, if I was a home brewer, and I was once, Humble, <laughs> <laughs> Humble
3: You break. still are. You technically Humble have brewer. batches in your parents' house. I think they're gone.
2: <laughs> they are. They're gone? Yep. Oh, what happened on. to them? Uh, they won medals at G8. No. <laughs> <laughs> humble brag, humble brag. Yeah. I think that's just a no, brag think, brag, no, Actually, they're in the trash. Um, oh. So that's why I always like give two answers. But I think I feel like home brewing and professional brewing they they are very different, but not like in a pejorative way where it's like, oh, if you're a home brewer, <laughs> just go ahead and do this. That's not kind of what I, that's not what I'm saying. I guess. It's almost like if you're if you're the home brewer who's in it just for, you know, the hobby, then I would say that's a different thing. Keg it at its peak and then drink it. Just be careful when you if you ever bottle it and take it out and just know that it's gonna referment. If you're a home brewer who wants who maybe has dreams or aspirations of becoming a professional brewer, or you're a professional brewer, you gotta Always worry about stability, especially in sour beer because they're so often associated with fruit refermentations.
6: Gee, so oh, Excellent.
2: Game. Excellent
1: execution. Yeah. Excellent. No drag. doesn't matter because he already no drag. Clinked, it. He
3: clinked it early. No drag. <laughs> Jay was distracted yeah. by um, Tim <laughs> Tim was pouring, pouring water. water. <laughs> That's really he's, he's a real pro. Yeah. His, his train of thought derailed and now went you, careening now, into a ditch. Now, yeah. now that he, well, now that he well, knows well, i Well played. Well played,
2: Scott. So, uh... Getting back to my train, I thought. Choo-choo. No pun intended. No. Uh, no, I did lose my train.
6: <laughs> stability. Stability
2: no, so, so Yeah. So I want to make the distinction between, hey, I'm doing this as a hobby for sure, or I'm a homebrewer. Yeah. Stop doing that. I'm use. like
3: honing my craft. I'm yeah. trying to become pro at some point. So yeah.
2: if you're trying to become pro or you're pro, like future or current pro, mm-hmm. wait for stability. The easiest way to do that without you know, what we have was like density meter or wasting a ton of beer doing constant hydrometer readings is look for signs of CO2. I mean, that's a really easy visual check. You can pull out a little bit, swirl it in your glass. You see the very tiny bubbles kind of swirling around, rising to the top. You know, it's still fermenting. And, Hmm. you know, a lot of the beers that we have in our cellar, they'll have that sometimes and we'll... You know, go to package them, but we know their gravity, so we're comfortable with it. Oh, it's point one or something like that.
3: I mean, do you see like one bubble? I mean, how how visual it, is that
2: when it, it's at point one? It like can be that? fairly faint. Trade you want to add on that?
3: Yeah, I was just asking. So, um,
2: if are you advocating capping tanks or non-capping tanks? Well, th- now we're talking like just pros. Sure, I don't like capping tanks. Right. I'm not. I'm just talking professional setting because. We're talking about an unknown amount of CO2 that's in the base beer. I am hyper paranoid about overcarbonation. And so you ferment a regular beer, you know, you're making an English mild or something like that. It's got one, help me out here, Brandon. You probably know, 1.6 volumes, maybe, of regular fermentation.
4: Honestly, I, I don't know. I go off the uh, yep perceived, yeah. <laughs> the perceived com- carbonation, it's got to be pills here, which is much brighter obviously. Typically uh, lighter beer, lighter bodied beers and hoppier beers, I go higher carbonation, things that are thicker, may more malt forward and say like an imperial stout, I typically go lower but as far as uh, a mild I might go on the higher higher side, but I do not know the exact volume of CO2.
2: Got it. But what I'm really saying is that (laughs) at the end of fermentation, any primary fermentation, you're left with a certain amount of residual CO2 just like in solution. Yes. But as a sour beer brewery, we send that beer to barrels. And we fill barrels. And as all these guys know, it gets foamy. A lot of CO2 gets knocked out of solution. And then it ages for a long time, more CO2 comes out of solution, and then we're probably in like the 0. 0.5 to 0. 0.7 or 8 volumes of CO2 range. Just for context, a regular beer, you're getting off tap, probably around 2.5 to 2.7 volumes of CO2. So really low, it's flat. By, by perception, it's flat. Give me his actual question, and I'll give a concise response after all this rambling.
3: <laughs> I brewed a basic sour five-gallon batch. I used lactic acid to bring pH to 4.6. I used lacto and acid malt, got pH to 3.2, 60-minute boil, 1026 primary fermentation with 1056, fermented to one, to 000, racked onto five pounds of fresh strawberries that I had washed and frozen. It's been about eight days now. The blow-off tube is starting to have a little activity. Will I be good to keg this, or should I wait until that little activity is done, or has something gone wrong?
2: Wait three weeks and do it. Boom. So you get Nailed the big bucks.
3: <laughs> Thank you for the, Kev- the Kevin question. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for the question, Kevin. Where, do we, where, where are we? We are at nice, the end of this uh, end of the second to last can, segment, so we got one more break, last segment.
0: Great, let's do it. We'll be right back on the Sour Hour. Since the first time the Brewing Network microphones turned on, more beer was behind it. More beer sponsors the programming on the BN because, like you, they love brewing. And like the Brewing Network, they love sharing their knowledge morebeer.com isn't just a website to place your next equipment or ingredient order. Morebeer.com also gives you access to free beer information that will make you a better brewer. Go to morebeer.com and click into the Learning Center. You'll find podcasts, technical facts, video tutorials, and more, including access to The Buzz, More Beer's social network of more than 5,000 members, and some of them might even be crazier about beer than you are. Get over to morebeer.com today and take advantage of the buzz the forum the learning center and make sure you're signed up to receive the newest More Beer catalog More Beer, bringing you absolutely everything for beer making
1: red 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 bread, 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 bread
2: Ladies and gentlemen, oh, oh, oh. back here on the Sour we can, we, we can bring it on.
0: Yeah, and what call work, a digging in the dirt, gotta get it in the ground for the rain
5: come down, to get paid, to get the girl and your four-wheel drive. Yeah,
1: the boys round
7: here,
5: drinking
1: that ice-cold beer, talking about that's
2: sure. them <laughs> out kicking up dust All right. The round here. So we're back. I want to shout out some of our, our great friends who deserve a shout out. Tim, take it away.
7: Wineandhop.com, locally owned and operated for over 40 years. Most items ship within 24 hours. BN listeners get $8 flat rate shipping on orders under $25. Enter BN Shipping in the notes field of the shopping cart. Madison residents order your homebrew supplies online at wineandhop.com and pick them up at Working Draft Beer Company located on Wilson Street right across from Central Park we'll waive the shipping and give you one half off your first beer wineandhop.com
3: boom more questions on this no, no, no. We're, oh, not we're doing guys. more oh, oh yeah. sorry more friends
5: uh, oh, IDEP is a,
1: <laughs> <laughs> a commercial. You put your head up desicc- on your head.
5: Which incorporates a revolutionary <laughs> photometer, which is the first and only on the market. With <laughs> this so nice. The idea can perform over 40 different water quality tests. you he said so $10 on either it's the standard mad. or face smart brew testing can, kit. I can read that one again. Order now and make this futuristic technology part of your brewing process. <laughs> Visit so www.smartbrewkit.com. Www. Wow.
4: wow, that was way wow. too long. Are we cutting that? So, so, so I did. I did. Start doctor.
3: Thank you for supporting our sponsors, guys. It makes, makes a big difference. Oh, yet, I know. I'm just saying, keeps the lights on around here. I just want to express our appreciation. Despite all Despite the us. drunken <laughs> revelry, we appreciate you supporting our sponsors a lot.
2: One or two? The other one. Okay. Uh, that
4: one, Brandon. Brand yeah, uh, okay, well, my name is also right here, too. Yeah, but... Yeah. <laughs> All right, whatever. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the American Homebrewers Association, the member-driven organization that wants to help you save money on beer and brewing supplies. In addition to providing <laughs> brewing resources and hosting one of the... Uh, I cannot read.
1: Uh, <laughs> that's a bear. That's not, not a, a prerequisite. That's why you're a bear. I know not say no
4: good with no words and numbers, but you insist. Hooked on so. Phonics did <laughs> not work
1: <laughs> for Brandy. I, I
4: help you save money <laughs> on works. beer and brewing supplies. Thank you. In addition to providing brewing resources and hosting one of a kind of events... The AHA offers money-saving discounts in nearly 2,000. Wow, 2,000, huh? Buried destinations around the country throughout their members' deals program. Join the AHA and homersbrewersassociation.org and make your brew money go further.
3: AHA.org, if you're listening to this show and you do not belong to the AHA, what are you doing? Yes, please join. Please.
6: There's more. Uh, Live read. (laughs) <laughs> oh, wow. A little more Creek Brewing, three times Philly Beer Scene Magazine Brewer of the Year. Two-time GABF Vienna-style lager medal winner. A bronze for smoked lager. Two times. Two times. All right. Two times. Uh, renovated tasting room with a variety of beer styles, from hoppy double IPAs to sessionable poundable lagers. Free brewery tours on Saturdays. New second location opening this past spring. Spring, like, 2015, nice job, I, think. I think. Yeah, Check out the Check it out. All right, nothing for Trey. Uh, sorry, Trey. <laughs> sorry,
2: Sorry.
3: Mm-hmm. All right, let's get back to the okay. questions. Yes. All right, here is Elijah Neal. He says, hello, Sour Hour. I am planning on brewing the Rare Barrel's Golden Sour Base and treating it two different ways. For the first, I'm going to do a traditional long-age sour by pitching about a quart of a one-gallon starter I have going from various bottle drags. But for the second, I want to do a kettle sour with good belly and a 100% Brett fermentation with WLPC. I plan on doing a 2-liter starter, letting it go for 10 days. My question is, since the beer is already going to be sour, do I need to prep the starter for the acidity? Should I try to p- reduce the pH of the starter wort with lactic acid? R- rack some of the uh, partially kettle sour beer onto the starter a day or so before pitching or something Rob. else?
5: This what one just to work? rub. Yeah, sour prepping. Yeah, we've done a lot of work with that recently. We call it taser now, but it's essentially a, a t- terminal acidic shock. Yeah. resistance True. and so that's why we call it taser uh john gladden uh, shout out to john uh huge hey john. huge for us at this point going forward <laughs> so sour tempering of yeast yeah we we've done uh i think we've made strides in in that uh process but basically what we do you know prepping for bottle conditioning is we've switched to give, giving wet yeast uh dry malt extract or you know wort in that Basically, the yeast needs things like free amino nitrogen, different soluble things that it, it eats and, and takes into consideration. When it's prepping, it's storing itself, basically, glycogen reserves for the conditioning process. If you stress your yeast, which we've seen and we've gone through trials, uh, the yeast is an upregulation of gene expression. And that is not a good thing for your yeast it's a little big words, mate. If, <laughs> if you can repeat the question,
3: yeah, yeah. So like, here, I'm gonna go through. <laughs> yeah,
2: so actually, in in simplest, in
1: the simplest sense, I don't I'm, I'm remember gonna go, the I'm question. gonna go through Elijah's.
3: So, like here's he's what he's like. like more about, Elijah, I'm sorry. So I, sorry
2: I, like, I did tee Rob up for you know a little update on because well, we, we've been talking about the show about how we're prepping our yeast for bottle conditioning, but you know for primary fermentation and acidic environment. I believe it's the same uh, the same process. So, Rob, what did Rob did give a little background? But this guy's trying to make two types of beer: a kettle sour and then a long age one. So,
3: so and let me. So I want to because he was like, should I do this or that or this? So I want to read what those things are again and yeah. see if like if he's on the right track Thanks. or if you should do something else. So he I'll said,
5: take, I'm taking this seriously. Finally, <laughs> everything. <laughs>
3: uh, should I try to reduce? The first the, time ever. Should I try <laughs> to I reduce not. the pH of the starter wort with lactic acid?
2: So that's something we've discussed is, you know, we in our yeast tempering process, we always use for bottle conditioning, the beer that we're actually going to bottle condition. But if you're creating a new beer, then, you know, something we've talked to John about is, you know, can you just use lactic acid? And I think that's totally valid to try to introduce the yeast into a harsh environment and get it acclimated. The reason we don't do it is because when you're bottle conditioning, it's like the last chance and then you're just you're you're sealed in forever and so I worry that maybe there's something about the beer that will determine the fate of the yeast in a negative way that could prevent it from re-fermenting. But if you're talking about a primary fermentation, then that's a lot of a that's that's a different Bag of coins altogether, Trey. Why? Thank you. <laughs>
3: it's not I, like I was no, about no. to keep going. And say <laughs> no, why. no he, he, looked up, he looked up toward the sky. I think he was hand. talking about his own life. Yeah. Why? Yeah. I, am I so, ask the same why? question about you every
4: day. Yeah. Why? Worst hire why? TRB to date?
2: Possibly me. Why? Why? <laughs> I, I don't know what you're asking, why, too. I,
1: <laughs>
2: no. Uh, well, I'm I'm going to risk it and say, yeah, keep going, Trey. Risk
1: it for the biscuit. Want to know why versus how the ferment will go initially versus what you could do secondary.
2: Right. So he he wants to introduce acid very early in the right. process. So right. I think it does make sense maybe to – well, very lightly introduce acid into a starter or something like that. Um But you don't have to go overboard. You don't have to talk about, like, hey, my final, and I'll just talk in terms of pH, like my final beer pH is going to be 3.3 or something like that, which is pretty sour. So I need my starter to be 3.3. No, you know, just get a little acid in there and make sure the yeast can prove themselves in this environment. One actually cool thing that – uh John brought up the other day was you know yeast that will ferment in acidic environments are and do well in that uh, context are likely to be um, yeast that can do well in alcoholic environments or other harsh environments. so you might want to look at pH tolerant yeast, high alcohol tolerance yeast these are just yeast that, are essentially badasses they're liam neeson and taken they don't give a shit and <laughs> they're coming they're, for they're, you they're, they're right. gonna ferment a certain it. particular set of skills they do have a they have a particular set of skills i can ferment sugar in all sorts of environments <laughs> i will
3: find your sugar
1: and i will ferment and it. i will kill your
3: sugar. i don't understand why anybody would mess with that yeast why do you keep messing with it good luck
6: (laughs)
5: just had to pay off the trailer Uh, (laughs) yeah for us i mean it's two different it's two different processes right we ferment clean and then we temper our you know bottling strain for this acidic environment so Mm -hmm. really there's no no necessity for the primary fermentation to to be tolerant to acidic unless you're Except for this guy who's asking Not about, pushing, about yeah. secondary. Mm-hmm. What was the difference between his secondary and primary? Good luck. He, he's doing he's <laughs>
1: thank you. simultaneous.
5: I mean, and we're working towards, you know, acidifying our yeast in the laboratory, right? So we're it's an adaptation we're trying to create and have the yeast undergo before propagating. So, right, this is an artificial laboratory evolution. That's essentially what we're a lot of big words. to do. Um, Right now, we're just tempering the yeast from primary into bottle conditioning tempered yeast, right? And that's what we call a taser process. Ultimately, in the laboratory, we're doing this before, during plating in isolation, and then propagating acidic-tolerant yeast from the get-go. So it's always tolerant. In terms of incorporating that into primary conditioning yeast, I wouldn't do it. It's been transformed into... Being acidically tolerant, I would say it may it could potentially go under you know undergo the reverse process going back to a non-acidic environment with in terms of gene regulation. Well, so but there there
2: are plenty of breweries out there who, who let's say you know they, they're they're doing kettle sours right, so they're pre-acidifying the wort, then they're going through a primary fermentation with whatever yeast they have that they use for this kind of thing, and. Essentially, what most breweries see is an extreme drop in viability after they ferment this beer with their primary fermentation yeast. And you can't, even though there's no presence of lactobacillus or whatever you're using for acidification, you are killing everything off, going into the fermenter. So you essentially just have sour wort. The primary yeast is not ready for that and viability goes way down. One t- I, I forget what batch it was for, but at the brewery we the brewery mm-hmm. we tried to repitch one of these slurries that we did a it was actually a sour mash and it was terrible. The it ended at like 50% attenuation. So is there a way I don't, I don't know if he's concerned about repitching at all, but you can get a good first fermentation But essentially, after that, the yeast is dead to you Mm -hmm. because it's just too harsh of an environment. So I haven't done a lot of research or seen a lot of studies about continuing to use the same yeast for multiple acidic environment fermentations. And we don't even do that. We prepare yeast for one acidic re-fermentation. But I do believe if you want to use yeast in an acidic environment in primary, I would prepare it a little bit. If you don't want to prepare it, I would say certain yeast work better: Belgian yeast, saison yeast, and English yeast work better in acidic environments.
5: One other thing we've assessed—just <laughs> I want to have it out there for the from the mm-hmm. rare barrel—is our staining staining technique and assessment of yeast Ooh, Yeah, let's talk about that. We initially went from uh, methylene blue staining, like most mm-hmm. breweries do, mm-hmm. and that's essentially what we found is it's pH it's ph you know dependent so basically methylene blue is not i can't say it without yeah. we can we can tell impossible <laughs> right,
1: to, okay. it's, all right, all right. it's ph Good dependent
5: now. so what we found is it's not accurate with sour beer the only dye standing technique we found which john gladden god bless him uh, <laughs> Another shout-out. He's still alive. <laughs> still alive. Uh, he's, sorry. Just, a, just a so everyone knows, our, our new uh, QC uh, specialist. What we found is that uh, tri- tripan Blue at a 0.4% staining at a 1-to-1 is what? the most accurate for sour beer, and that's buffered and with a PBS buffered saline solution. So basically when you're staining these yeast microbes for plating – uh, sorry, cell counts. You don't want to lyse the cells without this the saline solution they need to lyse. This. They will lice. So what you want is a PBS buffered, that's phosphate buffered, saline solution with a TriPan 0.4 kind of staining. It was what we found is the best. Mm-hmm. So that has changed our whole outlook on assessing the sour tempering of this yeast.
2: So to put that in a little more, and that was... Exactly right, but put in a little more layman's context. Just, and we're off the question now, but th- I think this is important. Mm-hmm. This is something we want to talk about. We are using methylene blue staining, which everyone does at breweries, to say, "Here's your viability of your yeast." Oh, okay, it's ninety percent. Let's continue to use it. We are finding that at uh, lower pH and sour beer, we're seeing huge swaths of dead cells, and I wouldn't say it's. Well, maybe I would say it is kind of like a it. false negative, almost like it's it seems more dead than it is. So we found a better staining medium and a better solution to evaluate mm-hmm. it
3: in. It was registering as, as not viable, even though it still, some of it still was.
5: Yeah, I, I mean, I think that's fair. Yeah, gray area. It, basically, the cells are not staining with enough contrast
2: mm, okay but with mm-hmm. this new method oh, yeah. it's they are
5: very hard to count
2: yeah so you need contrast to count so yeah so we, we've improved our, improved our method mm. from switching from methylene blue which is one staining substance to trypan blue mm. and at, well i used to call tripping but then i was corrected but, but you were tripping <laughs> i was tripping trippin'. hard <laughs> yeah. and uh we're also doing a lot i mean we're it it, it it's fortunate and unfortunate that we're having this show at this time because uh, you know we had a great uh, long post about our updates on Taser. I believe it was maybe earlier this year or late last year from uh, Jenna, our former quality In the
3: blog? Yeah. Uh, uh, the, mm-hmm.
2: And that was great, And but we're, we're, we're consistently trying to improve on those processes and always new stuff, so just keep your eyes peeled for that. And um, I think we're we're actually seeing very, very good results. And um, I don't know if we have enough time in this last segment to say, but I, we have some recent results that in this is kind of a thing on Sour Hour, where we just throw out ideas and sometimes they end up being right. Sometimes they're unsubstantiated. But we used to think okay, we need to prepare our yeast a certain number of hours right before our bottling. And recently what we've seen is if we have high viability yeast, so just healthy ass yeast coming out of our fermenter, healthy ass yeast.
1: (laughs) Healthy, wet ass. Yeah,
2: thank you, Trey. Thanks, Trey. You're on the mic right now. Yeah, you're contributing to the conversation. So, Wet ass yeast. Thank you. Thank you. So coming from our primary fermenter, if we start with high viability, and then go through this taser process or TAS, as people have heard on the show before, it almost locks in the fact that this is going to be good yeast for bottling. So we don't have to perhaps prepare it the day before bottling or two days before bottling as we used to do. So that's boiling that down. That's a good development for us because we could say, hey, we think we're going to bottle a beer this week. So on Monday – We can start our taser process with healthy yeast, and it's just we let it ferment overnight uh, with DME, and it attenuates about 50% of the way, and then we can put it in the fridge and then bring it out the day before we're going to use it, which you know we always know we're going to bottle the next day or not, but maybe we don't know what day we're going to bottle at the beginning of the week, so we bring it out the day before. There's still residual DME uh, sugars in there. So it re-ferments at that point, wakes the yeast up, and the viability stays fairly strong, and that's an incredibly encouraging result. Mm I don't know if it's translating right now, but uh, it's, it's very exciting, and we're making good progress. And Rob's been a big part of that. Props to Rob. Awesome. Thank you, Rob. Rob. Yeah,
1: Rob. Right. Job, right. and, Thank hey, you no
5: Rob. problem, guys. I just do what eh? <laughs> no, right. I can, I
1: Just do what I can, I
5: And shout out to John R.I.P. <laughs> uh John. Hey, Rip. Big John, uh, John Gladden, I. Eh? Rip
3: John. Let me just do the oh I, good trace leaving. We're almost <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> really? oh, you
1: gonna get you Shred.
3: Good luck.
2: <laughs> <laughs> can we get the penguin The full penguin commercial One more time
1: oh, <laughs> wait,
2: the
0: Hello How's your bad eyes Dirty. <laughs> Dirty. <laughs>
1: It's
0: okay The police are tracing the call <laughs> Hello? This is the police Those
3: calls are coming From inside, inside the, the house, house. <laughs> Those calls are coming From inside the house
1: Drink Bud Ice, but uh, beware the penguins.
3: Uh, sir? Sir?
2: sir? Good day, babe. We're gonna get a lot of comments on
3: this. <laughs> I, I yeah. swear. I would
2: like to get work, work, work shirts that say "Beware the penguins." As <laughs> old as me, remember the Bud Ice.
3: Do be, thing, except for Scott, maybe. I didn't remember that. I, just, oh I did God. once I saw it, but I, that, I, the recall did not bring that up immediately.
2: How's your Bud Ice? <laughs>
3: The last part of Elijah's question it's quick. He said, "I'm following the instructions for base beer that I found at beer uh it's the it's the Red Barrel's Golden Ale recipe. They say to mash at 145. This seems pretty low. Is that Depends. what you is that what you would recommend?"
2: I mean, we go up and down. Tommy can speak to this better of what we've been doing lately. Yeah, we go up and down. I mean, on average, I'd say it's like 150-ish. Well, I mean, cuz we go Mostly one forty-five or one fifty-five. Five, yeah. Uh, one fifty-five is kind of the max we've hit, but I mean you can go it's with kind higher or low. We don't really go. How many times have we done actually one fifty?
6: One fifty is kind of the standard at this point. I'd say one fifty-five would be the exception. Um, but we have the luxury of making multiple batches of thirty BBL at a time. To and blend we blend together. them together, so it's yeah, like, exactly.
2: I I like to build in character malts and mash low. So, get oats in there, get wheat. Spelt is harder to get, but um, and then mash low and get it dry, but I'm stability obsessed.
7: Yeah, from from what I understand, like we're using spelt notes, so we do have a nice dextrin count even if like our mash in is really low. So, that's not mm-hmm. necessarily a problem. To be <laughs> coming from inside the brewing network.
5: <laughs> coming from over your luck. Good luck. luck.
2: <laughs> Good <laughs> luck.
7: <laughs>
5: we get the strange brew. So yeah, uh,
7: even if you think the uh, the mash in is really really low we do have some dextrinous wort mm-hmm. being created because of these malts so it's not necessarily a problem yeah, a I little understand. bit a little cool. bit all
3: righty i think that's a wrap it's time for poker i think it's time for poker let's go play some <laughs> cards all yeah. right.
2: Do
4: I get to read what I was supposed Good to read luck,
2: you, you,
3: You actually read it. <laughs> he read like
2: a
5: hit. I'll, I'll take, take a, hit. a uh, hit.
2: Hey, shout out to Bevo, who's been working hard yeah. the whole time. Thank you, Bevo. Thank you. Uh, working
5: hard the Bevo. Shout out to Scott.
2: Thank
4: you. Thank you, Scott. Shout out to the Rare Barrel. Have you seen what the free Tommy Guru app
2: Thank you to all the sponsors, as Brandon just said. Thank you to the listeners. Until next
6: time. Stay sour.
5: over playing all night high limit hold'em at the Taj where the sand turns to gold fuck it let's go don't tease me let's play some fucking cards
0: drink bud ice but uh beware the penguins